Hello, and welcome to the AGNA for Sissies podcast. My name is Marcy Beckus, and I am your host. Well, I have to say, I just love my intro music. So, yay for the intro music. On today's episode, we are going to dive back into fraud. Um, It's happening a lot. I had something happen to me and I thought, you know, we're going to talk about it again. I found a great article in AARP talking about the new updated frauds that are happening. So I thought we'd touch on those as well as what you can do about things. So sit back as always, relax and listen. Today's episode is going to be all about fraud, not fraud. I sure hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I did. I thought Sylvia was great. I thought it was really important for everybody to really understand hospice and that hospice costs you nothing and that it can extend the life of a loved one or it can help a loved one pass when they need to. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, Go back and listen to it because I think it was an excellent, excellent episode, as I think all of my episodes are excellent. But Sylvia really gave us a lot of information, whether you're young or old. It was important information to understand and know. And I I appreciated her time she gave us. And let's see, I didn't tell you much about me on the last episode. And, I, you know, my favorite subject is me. So there you go. Not a lot of doctors. So that's a good thing. I, oh, well, there you go. I forgot to also turn off my phone and my computer. So there you have it. Okay, phone is on. Dis, do not disturb. My favorite setting on my phone sometimes. I, um... A couple weeks ago, I I spent the week at my nephew David's house taking care of, well, really just hanging out with my great niece and nephew who are in junior high and high school, taking care of the dogs and doing a little bit of driving around. I really enjoyed myself. It was a great week. I hope they enjoyed it. My husband came on the last couple days to spend it with me. He was in getting his new job situations situated in, um, in Utah. And St. George, Utah, he'll be spending a lot of time there or part-time during the week coming up here. So there's been a lot of changes in our life, things that were expected, things that were unexpected. And I handle change pretty well in my life. I've changed a lot. This one, funny enough, is taking me a little bit more for a loop. I don't know that it's Craig's around more. It was not totally expected to be at this time. Not sure. Not sure why. But this time the change is is rocked my world a little bit more than usual. I'm coming up on a year here in Chicago. I got to Chicago June 8th. So that anniversary is coming up. Still love the city. I love the fact that I can get out of it when it's cold. Um, still looking for my condo in Arizona. I figure probably August I'll be buying one there so that I have it for the next winter. Spend some time there. I certainly love the desert and the desert really helps all the arthritis in my body. I don't know about the rest of you, but California, 
Chicago, I do not get rid of the relief that I get when I'm in Arizona. So I look forward to spending a little bit more time there and not having so much arthritic pain. Living in pain is not fun. I've been working on trying to get out of that, but boy, it just seems like it sucked onto me and it doesn't want to let go. As you all know, I'm sober. I don't even get the chance to have a nice glass of wine and relax. So sometimes chronic pain can be a little annoying. And I'm thinking hmm, Arizona will be good for that. Plus, I do love I love the desert. I love the heat. I love the look of the desert. There's not much about the desert I don't like. I have a lot of family there, so that's also nice. Back here in Chicago, it's been a chilly week this week. Um, I guess I learned that it's called second winter. So we're having second winter. Um, not as cold as the first one, but certainly not as warm as the week before I left. Craig and I went down this week um, on Wednesdays and Saturdays for a month that's called Bridge Up Day. And all of the yachts and sailboats that have been taken out of the lake for the winter have the chance to come in and they open all the bridges. And there's a lot of bridges, if you don't know, on the river of Chicago. There are a lot of bridges to open. So Craig and I went down, we were having lunch, and we got to watch the State Street Bridge open for one lone little sailboat that went out on Wednesday. But I guess it's a tradition. It's a fun tradition. It was great to see. And they'll do it again on Saturdays and Wednesdays for the next few weeks. Everybody here is gearing up for summer right now. All of the flower boxes, and there's tons of them down Michigan Avenue and the big streets are all full of tulips. Millions of tulips have been planted and they are blooming right now. And it is stunning, stunning. It certainly makes you feel like spring here in the city. And as I said before, the city of Chicago is so green, not in green like recycle green but trees and grass and little oases and it makes it a beautiful city to live in and I'm certainly enjoying that what's coming up here let me think hmm got a few quiet weeks going to be heading to California in July going to Alaska in September and then doing the holy tour in late October November so got a lot of things coming up hopefully um, some friends coming to visit and that's about it not a whole lot going on for us which is kind of nice I hope your world is good I hope your world is calm that's what I hope I got back on Instagram today, or I'm sorry, TikTok today, reading my positive affirmations. So if you are on TikTok, just follow me on TikTok. And I try, I'm doing a book called A Year of Positive Thinking, and I'm reading every day. And I got off track a little bit, part of my whole world being rocked um, issue. But life is good. Craig is busy. He he goes downstairs to our um, party room here. It's like a man cave, and that's where he works all day. It's pretty funny. But our deck is getting ready. Our deck is stunning here. It's big. It's beautiful. Tons of barbecues. They put flowers out all over the place. And our pool deck is getting ready. So we're getting ready. And I have learned after last year to be outside as much as possible during the 100 days of summer here in Chicago. Last year, I spent way too much time inside. So my goal this summer is to be outside a lot more, use my pool here a lot more. 
and enjoy the beautiful days. Out, coming from California, you just assume it's always going to be beautiful every few weeks, even in the winter, although I know California had a rough winter. Well, that's what's going on with me. I hope everything is good with you. And we are now going to step into the 2023 Fraud Survival Guide. So refresh that drink, coffee, whatever it is. Okay. Fraud. It just seems to be getting worse. So I thought it would be good to talk about it again. I think it's good to talk about it every once in a while and put those um, antennas back up, know what's going on. So this is a particular one that happened to me. Oops, wrong number. Text seemingly misdirected messages are increasing are increasingly the start of a scammer's ploy. Here's the con. A text message addressed to someone else pops up on your phone. It seems urgent. A rescheduled business meeting, an illness, sometimes even a romantic get-together. A version circulating in Florida, well, of course it's Florida, concerned meeting up for a spicy night, the state's attorney general warned. Since you are a helpful person, you text back, sorry, wrong number. The scammer uh, or often an automatic automated chat bot. So understand that some of these things I know in our age group, you think it's a person on the other end. It is certainly not. It can definitely be a chat bot. So understand that. Um, sends, so it, the, often an automated chat bot that sends out computer generated messages keeps up the friendly banter. They go back and forth with you. They may eventually invite you to join an adult website to see revealing pictures. So you hand over your, your credit card info and money. Well, I don't know how often. Well, you never know. Every To each his own. You know, I don't judge. Scammers are primarily aiming to find phone numbers where people are willing to engage. So how do you protect yourself? Don't respond to texts from numbers you don't recognize. Simply respond with stop if the message says you can do that to avoid for future messages. I know that on um, Apple texts, it a lot of times gives you the chance to throw it away and block it. And so you should do that. But what happened to me is it was actually... A, it seemed like a girl who was texting back someone she met the night before. And I just text back. Oh, sorry. Wrong number. Shouldn't have done it. Should have just ignored it. She went on to try to engage me or the bot or whoever or what. I am smart enough to not engage. I did not engage. I deleted it, trashed it, all of that. But the first part caught me. And so I will no longer any wrong messages. Just ignore them. This is super important. So that is one of the first new kind of fraud scams. Another one, if you've noticed, if you go, let's say Target, I know Target's doing it. Um, I went with my niece, the great niece the other day, Brooke, to go get a gift card. Uh, they don't have them out and about in the stores. You have to ask the cashier for one. And if you're wondering why, here's why. Fake barcodes on gift cards. That gift card tucked into a birthday card or thank you note could be worth $0 if scammers siphoned off the value first. The con. Law enforcement agencies warn the nimble-fingered crooks affix face barcode stickers over the real ones on the back of the gift cards in stores. 
When you purchase the card, the cashier scans the fake barcode at checkout, directing your money into the scammer's gift card account. It's that easy. That easy. So you want to inspect gift cards. You want to... Let's see, with some gift cards, you can make sure the number of the barcode matches the number on the packaging or feel or gently scratch the barcode on a gift card before buying. Don't purchase if the barcode is on a sticker or if the packaging is ripped, wrinkled, bent, or looks tampered with. This is what you need to do. We've got to be careful with these now. I I mean, we feel like a gift card. How can they do that? Well, that's how. And when that, when the cashier at Target scans it, it goes right into their account. So how about testimonial videos? Crooks on social media promise to make you a you whole, but if you make a video, only if you make a video for them. After stealing your money in an investment or sweepstakes scheme or taking over your social media account, criminals take the scheme to a whole new level by promising they'll return your cash or give you back control of your account if you make a testimonial video saying that you've made money in the fraud, I'm sorry, money in the fraud and that it's real and trustworthy, warns um the president and CEO of Identity Theft Resource. So what they're saying is they take over your computer, they get control of it, which is very easy for them to do if you've clicked on something you shouldn't. And then they ask you to do this video stating that they are the best and whatever their scam is, and they'll give you back control of your computer. Very scary. Don't do it. Um. Bank impersonator racket. Criminals are finding a low-tech way around two-factor authentication. And we'll talk about two-factor authentication in a few minutes. Well, on t- well, I have been, you know, I've gotten new insurances, all these things. And as you set up things, I never thought in my life I would have to spend every day explaining that I'm not a robot by picking pictures. If someone told me when I was a kid, when you're an adult, when you're 62, you're going to have to prove almost every day that you're not a robot. That's crazy. Okay, so let's get back to this um, bank impersonator racket. Let's say you set up your bank or credit card online accounts so you can access them only with a live code sent from the institution. Let's say a criminal has your bank or credit card username and password login and wants to steal from you. What would he or she do? In this increasingly common fraud, they call you claiming to be from your bank and warn you there's a problem with your account. The caller tells you they're emailing you or texting you a one-time passcode for logging in and ask you to read it back to them for verification. In reality, the scammer's login attempt triggered your bank to send you a passcode and you're handing it over to them. I had this scam happen to me probably six or seven years ago. And it's really good. And I kept telling them, I think this is fraud there. And I finally got off and I called my bank myself, but they had me on the line for a very long time. And I kind of think I'm savvy. So I know it can happen to all of us. Scammers are so good at impersonating helpful bank or credit card. And they are company employees that you can't tell it's a con. So again, their breaking into your account triggered the two-factor authentication that actually comes to you from your bank. And that's what was throwing me off. 
when you read it to them, then they can put it in and get into your bank account. That's a simple way to look at that one. So those are a few of the new cons. Um, Let's see, is there any other I think is good here? Oh, another one, people telling you they have your package and where is your house? Don't do that one. Oh, here's one I think you need to know about before we get into some of the things you can do to make it better. Out of stock item scam. The email says the company is out of stock for the product you ordered. Where's your refund? Scammers often place fake ads on social media sites for products. So anytime you're on social media or anywhere else and you see a product, and that's happened to me, I go straight to Amazon. I don't order from their site. If Amazon's carrying it, then I know I can get it from Amazon. And then I'm not sucked into the the fraud. So again, what can we do the chance of to help us with the chance of losing money? How about on credit cards? Credit card skimming in which criminals affix a credit card reader on top of the legitimate card reader. This is a billion in losses annually, people. When you're putting your credit card or you're scanning it or whatever, if it seems flimsy, if it seems like a second part, do not do it. Do I repeat, do not do it. I use Apple Pay 90% of the time, it's very hard for fraud to happen with Apple Pay right now just by the virtue of how it's done. There's nothing scanned, nothing used, um, comes straight from your phone. I'm sure there's ways to do it, but it's not as easy as using your regular credit card. If you don't understand Apple Pay, go on YouTube. Watch a video about how to use Apple Pay. You've got it right on your phone. And I know a lot of us go, oh, that's just one more way to be defrauded. No, it's not. It's actually a better way than having credit cards in your wallet that can get stolen. If your phone is stolen, you can shut it down right away. So think about it. But anytime you're wondering about any of these things, go to YouTube, watch some videos. It's helpful. Um, routinely check your credit report. I do this routinely. Most of your credit cards, et cetera, have a free check. You do get a free one once a year check through the three top ones. Um, you can freeze accounts, unfreeze accounts that way. I've already talked to you about how to make your wallet safe. Keep all that information out of there. Make sure you get an RFID wallet so that things are protected and they can't come by and swipe and take your information. Your computer, turn on two-factor authentication for all websites you frequent, such as a financial institution and those types of things. Two-factor, I I can't even say it this morning. Two-factor authentication is when they um, send you a code, either by email or by your phone. And you should have that set up on all of your financial websites or I think any website that you frequent. You should have antivirus on your computer. Email accounts actively designate unsolicited and unwanted email that shows up in your mailbox as spam. I do this routinely. I go through and I spam, spam, spam. I'm really working hard at keeping my emails clean. It takes time. But if you're retired, you have the time. Do it. 
social media, set your profile so only your friends can see your your Facebook page or anything personal information about you. That goes without saying. Online stores, when typing in a URL, double and triple check the spelling to ensure you are on the correct page. Scammers often get URLs that are similar to another page, set it up to look the same and steal your money. Your smartphone, if you have a newer model, turn on biometric identification, which is the fingerprinting, fingerprint recognition. Send calls from all unknown numbers to voicemail. I have that set up on mine. So if it doesn't know your number, you're going to go to voicemail. The only time that that's a problem and I have to turn it off is when you're getting a call from a doctor. If you're doing one of those doctor phone visits, you want to make sure you turn it off for that and then turn it back on. If it's somebody that really needs you, they're going to text you. If they get sent a voicemail, they can leave a message. But if you don't know that number and it's not in your phone book, don't answer it. And I've been adding emails from things I expect into my contacts. That way, as it goes through my spot spam filter, it understands that I want that email. And let's see your brain. Let's talk about how your brain can help with all of this. I, I know we think about all these outside entities and things, um, but let, let's talk about your brain. Learn how not to engage. We are so used to, if someone on the street says hello and we don't engage, we feel that we're rude or somebody can feel we're rude. So I want you to learn how to not engage. You are under no obligation in these modern times to respond to calls, emails, or texts from strangers, especially given that so many of them are fraudulent. You are under no obligation, a text, a phone call, or an email. And to be honest, you're never under an obligation, even if it's somebody you know. But obviously, we want to be nice. Learn to say no. Sometimes a caller will get through, say, I don't, say, I do not do business over the phone. Goodbye. Then hang up without any remorse. Hang up with no remorse, period. Whether you say anything or not. These people on the other line are not kids working their way through college that you feel bad you hung up on. They're scammers. Hang up on them. Nobody does telemarketing anymore that's legit, in my opinion. Very few people have home phones. We all have cell phones. If they want to get to you, they're going to get to you through advertising, not through calling you. Trust your instinct. If something doesn't sound right, Run it by someone you trust and take extra time to think about it. So like when I had that scam happen to me and it was good, the bank one, I finally just hung up and called my bank and they said, absolutely not. We're not doing anything. We see this here. They canceled this, that, and the other thing. So go to the source. If some place is telling you that you're, there's a problem with your account, don't click on the links that come to you. Don't click on anything. Go to that source. I know it's hard. It's coming at us from all angles. I'm going to keep touching on it every once in a while because I think it's good for all of us to hear. Next up is our senior moment. And today on senior moment, I'm going to talk about the eight things that Medicare doesn't cover. So hang in there and we will get started with that.
Okay, we've spent a lot of time talking about what Medicare covers. So let's talk about the eight things Medicare doesn't cover. Cosmetic procedures. So if you're waiting to get your boobs done, a facelift, or other cosmetic procedures, don't bother. Medicare's not going to pay for it. Hearing aids. Medicare does not cover routine hearing aid exams or hearing aids. And um, this is why you get those... Oh my gosh, the name just, this is why we get the extra accounts. Craig got his, it'll cover these things. So some of these things are not covered by Medicare, but they're covered by, oh my gosh, Anita's going to kill me, um, your extended plan, the extra plan that you get. So make sure you do get that extra plan. So hearing aids are not covered. Dental care, Medicare does not cover. Most routine dental care, such as cleanings and fillings, this means um, you're going to have to pay out of pocket or have a separate plan, which is why you need that separate plan. Long-term care, Medicare does not cover long-term care in a nursing home or assisted living facility. This can be a major expense, so make sure you've got that covered with something else. Eyeglasses, they do not cover eyeglasses. Acupuncture, number six is acupuncture. I I have used acupuncture. I do like acupuncture. Prescription drugs. Well, Medicare does cover some prescription drugs. There are certain medications that are not covered. So make sure you enroll in Medicare Plan D to help or get on your extended plan. If I could think of the name of that, I would love it, but I can't. Travel outside the U.S. Medicare does not cover expenses incurred while traveling outside the United States. While Medicare provides important health insurance coverage for seniors and people with disabilities, there are certain things it doesn't cover. So make sure you're aware of what those are. Look for your other plans that do cover those. Craig's supplement. Oh, that's it. The supplement plans. Oh, thank goodness I remembered that name. So look for your, get your supplement plan in place. Craig got a great supplement plan. It's going to cover all those things except for plastic surgery. I'd like to find a supplement plan when I'm 65 that covers plastic surgery, but that's another subject completely. So just know what it doesn't cover. So when you're talked to about those supplement plans, don't go, I don't need that. I've got Medicare. I've got Medicare. Medicare care covers a lot, but there's a lot that it doesn't cover. And a lot of those supplement plans don't cost you a dime. And they help fill in the gaps, gap plans, supplement plans. Okay, Nita, you you can't be mad at me. I remembered it. So again, check with your Medicare insurance agent in your area. I have Nita's information on my website. She's always available to talk to about this. And I thank you for tuning in again. Again, I love you that have told three friends we are growing our, our little podcast here with a little engine that could. And I appreciate all that you do for me out there in the world. Thanks a lot. And we will talk to you next week. And what do I always say? Aging for sissies.